Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Welcome once again to the Growing in Grace podcast, growingingrace.org. Mike Kapler here. Hi. That's Joel Brzezinski right over there. And um, we're here to give you just, we're going to kind of slap you alongside the head here this week. We, we've been too nice for 17 years, just giving you this grace stuff week after week, just telling you how Jesus did it all. Well, look, now the responsibility is upon you here for a while. It's time that you get it in gear, get it put together. Right, Joel? That's right. You need a wake-up call. You need a reality check, you people out there. All this stuff that Jesus did, and you're not even doing anything. Come on, man. Come on, it's going to cost you everything. <laughs> I had a pastor say that one time. Life in Christ, it costs you nothing. But it costs you everything. <laughs> <laughs> the contrasts are very compelling. Uh, here's another one for you. You just haven't surrendered that to yeah. God yet. That's the, all these areas of your life you need to surrender. The reason you, surrender. another one. The reason you're yep, having surrender. these. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm making fun. Um, even though it's it's really not funny. I know it's not, but it is. It isn't. But it is. <laughs> Start the, to sound like a legalist there. The, the reason you're having all these problems in your life is because there's sin in your life. Now, yeah, we are joking. We're having fun. Now, it's true. Sin can cause its own problems. You know, I don't want to, we don't want to downplay any of that. Sin is not funny. But we're, we're kind of, we're joking about how all of these things are presented in the church wrongfully we're having some fun with that but you know sin is never a good thing so we never want to say that but life throws enough things at you as it is there's plenty of tribulation and there's plenty of troubles and things in life and you can have a person living their best life and still have all kinds of problems coming at them and then you can have people just totally living with a whole bunch of sin in their life and it seems like their circumstances are just awesome and just nothing ever goes wrong for them. That's not the issue anymore. You know, Jesus on the cross, he took our sin away, not holding it against us, not counting it against us, not remembering it anymore. So the things that happen to us aren't the bad things that happen to us in life, aren't a result of God making bad things happen to us. It's just a natural part of living in this fallen world. So, yeah, sin is, is not good. We want to discourage that, but it's all because of our identity in Christ. It's who we are in Christ. Our, our identity is righteous. It is holy. So in churches every week, you're going to hear sin, 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 and sin management, and turn from this, and if you don't do this, God's going to do this. You're going to hear things like that, whereas we're saying get to know Jesus, get to know God, get to know who you are in him, your identity in Christ, and you'll realize that sin just doesn't fit. And um, it doesn't feel good it went after you've done it and you hate it. And that's because it doesn't fit you. You're righteous and holy, and that's who you want to be. That's how you want to live. Uh, we still have the struggles of the flesh, the struggles of living in these 
weak bodies, but someday we're going to get a new body and, and all this stuff. I could go on and on about this stuff, although we have other things to talk about this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> what you described there, though, I mean, they're, they're coming from two polar opposite directions. Finding out who you are as a believer in Christ and living from that versus trying to become something that you think you're not through your own effort. And it's just it's just the difference between night and day. In my early days of walking in grace, I had a hard time separating those, those thought patterns. I, I just to me that they just the lines blurred and, and I had a hard time because I, I, I did have not compared to some people I knew, but I did have somewhat of a legalistic mindset. And it was just hard for me to begin to understand the differences between those things. But with that in mind, We've been talking about things that you don't hear in church very often, church buildings, church corporations, church denominations. Along this line of what we just kind of randomly started talking about, let's look at 1 John chapter 2. John said these things. He said a mouthful in chapter 1, which we've talked a lot about here on the podcast, but we're Mm going to focus on starting here and and, and taking it from this point. Uh, My little children, 1 John chapter 2, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. There you go good encouragement. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, an advocate, somebody who's on our side. And he himself is the propitiation of our sins, not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now, here's where people get tripped up. And this is something you'll probably hear a lot in church, but they won't give you the rest of the story. (laughs) He says this in in chapter 3, and I I might might cover a few verses here because legalists like this little pocket here, this this little island of passage from the Scriptures or from the the New Testament. You know, legalists, they kind of like to get on these little islands and ignore the water of context that surrounds them sometimes. He says this, after having said what he just said, John now says this, Now by this we know, that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walks. So, Joel, let's, uh, let's try and break this down here a little bit because somebody out there who's excited about their life in grace as they begin to grow in the understanding of who they are as a righteous, holy believer in Christ— and that they can live from that identity as an, as an heir, um, then all of a sudden somebody else comes along and wants to pop their balloon and says, well, look, uh, you're way off base here because it says right here in 1 John 2, 3, uh, now by this we know that if we know him, we'll keep his commandments. Yeah, as we've talked about many times, it's very easy to grab a Bible verse here and a Bible verse there, And when you look at these particular ones, point blank, you know, at at face value, and you don't have the context of the rest of, you know, like Paul's epistles and other things that John says in this epistle, if you just rip those right out of context, I will tell you, it's at, at face value, this used to scare me. And I know, and we've heard from many people over the years where this scares them as well, because people know inherently, you know that you're not able to keep the law. Like, okay, the word commandment here, the word commandments, it's one, again, that we have to look at what is he talking about in context. If you think he's talking about the Ten Commandments or the law of Moses, 
people inherently know when they've come to know Christ. You know, they came to Christ because they knew they've sinned, they knew they need a Savior, and then once in Christ, they realized, I still don't have this thing down perfectly. I still fall short in my behavior, in my actions. And so you think to yourself, but it says here that I've got to keep his commandments, or at least that's the, you know, the interpretation people get out of this. And they think that if they don't keep these commandments, like if they're not fully keeping all of the law, then they've fallen short and they're not, the love of God isn't in them. But one thing that I have looked at in regard to all of this, John himself says what he means by the commandments. For one thing, let's look at this. Verse 23 of John 3. So you were looking at some things in 1 John 2, uh, which, Mm -hmm. of course, good stuff that you were talking about there, and then some things in John 3. And this is his commandment. This is verse 23 again of of 1 John 3, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And what was the commandment of Jesus? It was, as I have loved you, so love one another. Jesus wanted them to understand the love that he had for them, and then to turn around and love one another uh, with that love. But how can you how can you love like that if you don't even know that love? So you first have to know the love of Father of the Father. So it's not a matter of well, you've got to just keep all of these commandments, and then the love of God will be in you. But it's really that you've got to know the love of God, and then you can turn around and, of course, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and and love one another too. You know, if John was referring to the commandments that came through Moses, stone tablet commandments and so forth, then he would have contradicted himself, not only in his own letter, but within that same chapter of chapter two. And what you brought out in in chapter three is just a, a great point in that way. This is the commandment, believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ and love one another as, as he gave commandment. And you can even go into the fourth and fifth chapters of John, if you keep reading, because John in those chapters, to some great extent, is summarizing what he had stated earlier in his letter. So, for example, if I can go over to John chapter 4, verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And he goes on from there, but he's he's, he's referring to some things that he had said earlier in his letter. So when John is speaking about the commandments that we were referring to in chapter 2, it certainly can't be the statutes from the old law, not only because of things that he said within his own letter, but because of the things that were previously described by uh, even Peter and Paul in the New Testament writings. These were burdensome commandments. Those old commandments, those were burdensome. They were heavy their fathers before them couldn't keep them. They, they were not able to bear. That's how that was described. It was the ministry of death and condemnation, which we talked a lot about before. It, it increased sin, all of that stuff. Now, why would we want to try and uh, follow those commandments that couldn't bring life or, or righteousness like what we've been talking about in recent weeks? In 1 John 5, 3, he said the commandments that he is referring to are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. Well, that contradicts or conflicts with what Paul and Peter had said earlier in in, uh, either things that they said or things that they wrote, that those commandments that came through Moses from the stone tablets were burdensome. So you can see there's a difference here uh, depending on the perspective of whether it's an old covenant command 
uh, attached with a condition or new covenant directives that don't have those conditions. So it's, it's a big, big difference between the covenants, Joel. Yeah, go back and listen to podcasts uh, 827 and 828, you know, the, the ones leading up to this one, for more talk on, on what Paul had said about the ministry of the law, just see more about what we're talking about. And, of course, Peter, in the book of Acts and Acts 15, he said the law was a, a, a yoke that neither we nor our fathers could bear. And so why test God by putting people under that yoke? So if, again, if John is talking about that, then that's a yoke that is burdensome. And in, indeed, like you say, he's going against himself. Let's um, wrap this one up with John's words in, uh, in 1 John four seventeen. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. That's a big thing right there. He says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. To me, that's a kind of a highlight of what he's saying here. Get to know his love. If, if you want to love, if you want to know what love is, you got to get to know God's love. And if you're living in fear, it's because you don't know God's love. So get to know God's love. He's not putting you on a legalistic trip that you have to do all these things in order to have the love of God in you. But get to know the love of God and you won't have to live in fear because perfect love, and that's God's love, it casts out fear. And we love him because he first loved us. It's not that we loved him first, but that he first loved us. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.